Stick around after the credits to rifle through the seller letters. Dealer's Choice is not suitable for all listeners. Full content warnings can be found in the show notes. Listener discretion is advised. We are the fisher folk of Eskma. For generations, we have made our living from the sea and from the great eels that Walmish. But the deeps are dark and full of secrets, and the ocean never gives back what it takes unchanged. the worst time for this to happen. What's the matter? Nemma's eelbone leg is broken. Oh. Take me to them, please. And collect the pieces for me. Here you are. Hmm. Nasty. Extensive erythema and blistering at the site where your leg was in contact with the eelbone. It's a very severe allergic reaction. Hmm. You must have been in a lot of pain. Why didn't you tell us your leg was this bad? It's not important. It is important. We could have done something. I'm sorry. You're right. I was... I just... I I didn't want to cause a fuss. And there's no use bothering about it now. There's nothing I can do about this. Sorry, Nama. I'm surprised it held together so long. There are no songs left in it. Only rot. We can't leave them behind. You can. I'll be alright. Just go on without me. Wait. Wait. Is the beach nearby? I need water and sand. Not far. Down through the lanes. Please, show me. And bring Nama. How can we refuse when you ask so politely? Nama, you may lean on me. Storm Singer, would you mind taking the other side? It's probably easier if you let Nama sit down. Please, could someone find me a piece of driftwood about uh, leg size? Will this do? Yes. 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 Perfect. Can you hold it next to their leg? Ren, please, will you call the sea to me? Here? In the town? Not a storm. I I just need her nearby. I, I need her help. I need all of your help. Goodness. Even me? Actually, yes. Can you tell me where the big, dangerous arteries are in the leg? Hmm. Well, I would say in the bit that you're going to be working with, they'll be mostly clustered around the middle. May I take your hand and show you? Yes. Nama, is, is that all right? Whatever you need to do. Here's the kneecap. 
So if we follow this line, around here and here, but far below the skin. Arteries are deep down within the leg to protect them, veins are close to the surface. Obviously try not to damage either, if at all possible, but damage to a vein is slightly less concerning than to an artery. Thank you. Now, if you'd come to me before when you went out, I would have given you this. Woodishin spun thread in blue and silver linen, soaked in seawater. You would have given me an earful, is what you would have given me. That's as maybe. Now, far and free and far from home. The waves shall wash and clean my bones. My heart's still beating with the flood. A current flows within my blood. Now summon I the ancient sea. And call my blood tide back to me. Help me. You hear the song stronger than I do. Mary reached for my hand and I took it and gripped it tightly. We both rested our other hands on the driftwood. I listened for the songs of the sea and the echoes of the songs of the deadwood and the crystalline vibrations of the sand. And I knew Mary could hear them too, through me, as loud as I did. I watched her touch the wood and the sand and the water. The wood twisted and cracked and sank into and around the flesh of Mama's leg. The sand melted and ran together and became a layer of glass that wound and entwined with the wood in the water. Together, they formed a doll-like leg of driftwood with crystalline toenails shot through with sea glass veins full of green water. I think I can put weight on it. Doesn't hurt anymore? The cold glass is soothing. Here, I fetch this. It might be useful. <laughs> That's Elvery Jack. He may well be Elvery Jack most of the time, but right now he's a useful stick for Nalmatalino. How are you so functional this drunk? Really? What's your secret? I am um, sobering up rather rapidly. Elvery Jack will do. It'll make up for him tripping me. Thank you, Mary. The leg is quite comfortable. Might take a bit of getting used to, mind ya. I... Bran! Oh, thank you for a familiar face. The old fisher is here, it's real, and it's smashing up the town. You've gotta get endorsed. Uh, oh, hey, Stormsinger, Sawbones, Nama, uh, other... People I don't know. Hello, I'm Mary. Pren. I'm a... Pugil Flensily. Do you think a family of stormcallers, a sawborns and a pair of other chanters would be out here if we were not intending to do something about these matters? Well, now that you point it out, it does make sense. <sighs> all right. Is there anything I could do to help you all? Might as well take him with us. Something might need punching. That is something I can definitely do if required. Uh, not, and I'm very serious about this, not the old fisher. Do not attempt to punch the old fisher. You got it, Bones. Mary, can you feel it? Right, cousin. 
Mm-hmm. I feel her. Up those steps, me and Prin ran down last night. Oh, it seems so long ago now. At the top of the hill. It must be near the Scream Chantry now. That's where we're going, then. I felt Prin's arm curl around mine again and lead me onwards. With my mind open, I sensed the presence of everyone around us, and I knew I was among friends, which helped me push down the fear. There was resoluteness and the freshness of the sea from the Stormgaller family, the chemical reek of alcohol and reckless curiosity from the sawbones, a faint hint of fish and the feeling of alertness and readiness to fight from Pugil. Watch where you're going! Sorry, sorry! It's mad up there! Hey, Mary? Is that you? Where have you been? It's a long story. The senior adepts told us to run. They've stayed behind to defend the Scrim Chantry. You'll get away, Adarin. Run inland, up the river, as far from the sea as you can. What about you? I'll be fine. I'm with my family. Well, good luck. And to you. Frightened people brushed past me a few times on the steps, until I felt another hand touch my other arm. The arm belonged to a much taller person than Prince, someone who was clad in heavy, strong fabric. The sea presences of the storm callers also moved in front of and behind me. The others had surrounded me to keep me from being buffeted by running people. We continued up the stairs and eventually the ground flattened out and became block paving beneath my feet. I saw the occasional glow of lamps hanging above us, but they petered out as the steps did. And when I looked above me, the only light I could see was the faint white blur of what must be an almost full moon. I felt the blocks under my feet give way to stone flags of the paths through the grounds. What's happening? Uh, I'm not sure how to describe it. <sighs> that is not a helpful description. From closest to furthest, the grounds of the Scrim Chantry stretch out before us. There are injured people to the right of us, under a tree. Ah, uh, that looks like my purview. Back shortly once I've seen to them. Lots of folk are standing before the Scrim Chantry, mostly milling about. And I think a few are trying to chant the ill-born of a Chantry into some sort of defensive structure over them. The walls are coming loose. They're trying to bend them into spikes, I think. To our left in the grounds, Rot Cousin stands. It is... It is tearing a tree loose from soil. I will assume this is with the intention of causing violence. Can we get to it? Aye, we can. We'd only need to cross grounds and pass through a gate by looks of it. The scrim chanters are going to get themselves killed if they try to fight it. Rand's right. We need to get them to leave. Can you see the principal adept? Yes. A 
will keep us behind the others. We passed over grass and stones, and I nearly stumbled once, but Prim and someone else caught me. I think it may have been Nama, from the rough feel of the wool of their sleeve. But it could have been their uncle, or even Rand. I'm, I'm back. Didn't need me. Just a few cuts and bruises and a twisted ankle from tripping while running. Whew. What are we doing now? Trying to get the scrim changers to leave. Here, I think I will be of most use. Respected scrim chanters of Eskvale Chantry, I am Blethin Stormsinger, and I must beseech you to evacuate this place. This creature will not hesitate to destroy everything in its path, including yourselves. The students are all safe? Insofar as anywhere could be considered safe right now, yes. Fairledge took them into the town. That's one less thing to worry about, at least. Hmm. What do you need me to do? Be ready in case of further injuries. Now, we need to deal with the locals. Principal adult William Beaverson, Stormsinger, do you have any understanding of the nature of this creature? Can you stop it? It is the thing we call Rot Cousin, the old fisher folk and the wearer of the seas. It is a creature of Un, and it is full of wrath. But I, Principal Adept, we can stop it. But I fear you may anger it if you attack it, so I must ask you to leave us to deal with it in case it harms you. Do you expect us to leave the Scrim Chantry to be destroyed by this creature? A Scrim Chantry can be rebuilt, Principal Adept. A human being cannot. I believe that you, like I, know your duty to your people. I cannot compel you to take them away from here. I can only ask you to consider what you value most. The stones and eelbone of a fine building, or the decades of knowledge and wisdom you and your colleagues have amassed between you. Very wise. Yes, I think you are right, Stormsinger. I will... Stormsinger, you appear to have found one of my novices. Miss White Chanter, where have you been? We were worried about you. Please don't listen to Zer. I don't want to go, Zer. Da, please trust me. Mary needs to stay with us. I'm afraid that child is my responsibility. She may have been telling you some... stories. Now, with the greatest of respect, Principal Adept, if you want to take Miss Mary anywhere she doesn't want to go, you're going to have to go through me to do it. And me and Nama. Yes. Oh, and me. Hello, Spotty Nassauband. I don't think we've been previously acquainted. I should warn you that I have never engaged in fisticuffs in my life, so I will have to refer you to my colleague Pugil here, if that is your intention. I'm sorry, Principal Adept, but I think everyone has made their feelings clear on this matter. Mary stays with us. That is very disappointing. I believe... What the Principal Adept believed, we were not to find out, as at that moment there was an almighty crash as Rock Cousin brought the tree it had finally uprooted, smashing down into the eel-bone defences the scrimchanders had raised. The bony spurs shattered, and sharp bits of eel bone rained down on the frightened adepts below. 
The principal adept turned from us with a parting death glare and hurried over to seize their colleagues. May unforgive me for the lies and flatterings that have issued forth from my mouth this night. Decades of knowledge and wisdom. <laughs> I'm sure one will forgive you, given the lies were told with good intent. Please, what's happening? Rock Cousins smashing up the scrim chantry. Those scrim chanters are all just going to die if they don't get out of here. So the, the weir of the seas pulled up that tree and it just smashed it into the side of the chantry. It looks like it's stuck. And now it's going at the statue of the Bone Weaver. Oh, it's trying to push it over. <laughs> There's all these little chunks of fishy mass coming off it and smearing themselves all over the statue. Only the face is poking out of the wriggling fish and stuff. Ram, we need to try and talk to it. It's hurting. Can't you feel it? I can. Nama? Mm-hmm. It's giving me a headache. It is a refrain of rage and vengeance. You know, Pugil, I don't know whether to feel relieved or disappointed we're left out of all of this dreadful pain of the sea business. <laughs> I'm good. What do you need from us, Miss Mary? Ran? I'm fixing to get out of here as soon as I can, but I won't go while you still have need of me. I won't ask you to stay if you don't want to. But if you do want to, and, and stay close and make sure nobody tries to stop us. Oh, I can do that all right. I'm gonna make this right. I'll fix what's broken. It should be me. I'm the one who failed in my duty. So he didn't call you, yeah? You know it can't be you, or anyone else. I know. You're right. Stay close by, though, please. Like Mary says, in case anyone tries to stop us. And it'll help to know you're nearby. Of course. I am... so very proud of you, Grand Stormsinger. Right with Ran, Ran. I love you. I love you too. I found her forehead and kissed it. Then Prin let me go, and I felt Ran touch my arm so I could take theirs. We crossed the grass in front of the scrim chantry, and I knew everyone else would not be far behind us. Rock cousin. No, call it. Call her by her true name. Ailbakich. True name. Her name was Anfrith. Anfrith Fishercliff. Anfrith Fishercliff. Great great grandmother Anfrith. And then we had its attention. The smashing stopped, and the huge head, glittering with the beady eyes of a thousand fish, turned to us and looked down. The pressure of its attention on me felt like a fathom of water on my head. Mary felt it too. She must have, because she clung to my arm like a lifeline. I'm Child. Heed me. 
A hand reached down, and before Mary or I could do anything, it knocked us both off our feet and swept us up into the air. We were deposited onto the mass of stinking fish corpses and nets that formed the palm. The wind whipped past us as it raised us high above the scrim chantry and held us before the face. Deep eyes, black holes wherein things writhed and churned, regarded us. Well, you wanted to talk to... to her? The fish covering the statue of the bone weaver drew back, revealing the perfect face, smiling serenely. It twisted into a mask of horror as bony spurs burst forth from its mouth towards us, summoned by the principal adept, who stood defiantly on the platform behind the statue. Mary clung to me, and I clung to the ancient nets that bound the hand together. Listen to me, Anfred Fisherclip. It's rotten. The whole building is rotten. You can destroy it, but you have to start from the bottom, where the rot is worse. Yes. Give it a good old kicking, great-great-grandma. Yes, and my great-great-grandmother is still looking at us. Tell us what you need. You, you, you have my kin, my blood, my family. Help me. Free me. I'm the one who can help. I'm her blood. You felt the call, Lavan? The ocean never gives back what it takes unchanged. Mary, I need you to do something for me. Here, put this in your pocket. What is it? It's cold from the tide line. Give it to Nama for me. And please tell my father to look for me from the cliffs. Not... Not that you love him? Just that. I will. I'm glad I met you, Randstorm Singer. I'm glad I met you too, Merrily White Chanter. Short though it was. I felt them squeeze my hand, and their touch filled my head with the singing of the sea. Randstorm Singer had accepted their duty, and was already becoming something else, something ancient and wild like the god thing that held us. I was scooped up again, and I felt the rushing of wind before I was gently deposited onto the grass. Something hit me from behind, and I felt myself enveloped in a frantic hug by someone who was shaking with emotion. Mary! Prin, I'm all right, but Rhaenys... Tell me what's happening. Please, what can you see? 
creature's moving. It's turning toward the sea. Is Rand still with it? Yes. It's just striding across towards the cliffs. It's got to the edge. Nama and Rand's father are following. Oh! What happened? I think they jumped. It's over, isn't it? Thank you. It's over. Thank you both for helping. In a time. I will contradict my colleague here and request that I specifically not be called upon next time you need to resolve any giant fish monster issues. That is understandable. Hey, Naima. I'll miss them. Thank you. <laughs> Who's going to stop me from getting ill right now? Come down, Pugil. Let's be off. You know, I'm considering taking up a less dangerous occupation. Circus dentist, bat. Or shark team. <laughs> the light of Sholing Day Dawn was reaching the horizon as we warily went home. People were starting to peer out of their houses to see if it was all over. We ignored them. The house on Cliff Street was quiet and cold when we got there. The ashes of the fire had burned down, but we set it going again quickly and made warm drinks for everyone. Mary began to yawn as she drank and leaned on Bryn. I suggested we try to sleep because there would be a great deal to explain in the morning. My uncle nodded. I think Prin and Mary were surprised to find there was only one upstairs room in our house where we all slept for warmth. I guess they lived in a big house with a lot of rooms, but they didn't seem to mind curling up together. I think we were all too exhausted to worry about anything else. When we woke the next morning, my uncle was gone. He had left breakfast for us, bread and fruit and salted fish, which we ate gratefully. Mary and Prin kept shooting each other furtive glances. Where's your uncle? Most likely gone to the beacon. Fuel still needs to be taken to it, and it will still need to be lit tonight. Go on, ask them. Will you take us to the beacon? I want to ask the storm singer something. Now? Now. All right. 
If it's that urgent. Will you show me the way? Give me your arm? Oh, I get to roam free for a change? Before we go, Ren gave me something for you. Here. Thank you. When we got up to the beacon, my uncle was dragging fuel up to the lamp to set it ready for the next night. He saw us coming and climbed down the driftwood scaffold. I see you're up. Will you two be going home now? I want to speak to you about that place. Speak then, child. I want to stay here. So does Prim. We want to stay here and learn from you. I see. What if your parents object? Oh, I'll just run away again. They'll have to lock us up somewhere. You are an interesting pair. Look, Stormsinger. All my life I thought I was failing my family because I couldn't make the eelbone do what Mary could. Then last night we did what we did and everything's different now. If they try and take us away from the one person who might be able to help us learn to use the skill we have, then, like Mary says, they're gonna have to lock me in a cellar somewhere with chains on my wrists because I'm just gonna come right back here. Yes! And I want to learn chanting that doesn't mean someone needs to tear the bones out of an animal for me to shape them. I want to learn chanting where I give as well as take. Chanting that doesn't mean people have to fill the sea with poison and the land with rot for me to do it. Where I know what's old and what's needed and how to keep those things in balance. Well, if you are both that certain, I don't see how I can refuse. You are not stormcallers, I will tell you that. You're something else. You are shapers. Shapers of wood and stone and water. I can teach you stormcalling, but I can't teach you to shape. You might be better off with the scrimchanters. It's better than nothing, and definitely better than the scrimchanters. <laughs> now on that, child, we can agree. I want to learn too, Uncle Blethen. The sea is in my blood, and we have a duty. And... We owe it to Ren. One day, someone will need to. I know. Very well, all of you. Tonight we begin. You light the beacon with me and we start the lessons. And when your family come for you, you two, well, we'll deal with whatever happens then. Stormsinker, there's something else I need to tell you. Aye, what is it? Ren asked me to tell you to look for them from the cliffs. I said, did they not want me to tell you that they loved you? But they said, just that. I... Thank you. What does it mean? You wait on the cliffs to see the boats come home, Mary. You look from the cliffs for your people to come back to you. You wait and you hope. That's what love is for fisherfolk. That's what love is for us.
Healer's Choice was created by Lou Sutcliffe and Daisy McNamara. Randstorm Singer was played by Ray Lundberg. Nama Fisherglyph was played by Lindsay C. Princeps White Chanter was played by Caroline Orwella. Mary White Chanter was played by Tanya Milovich. Blith and Storm Singer was played by David Alt. Pugil Flensory was played by B. Nar. Spartina Sawbones was played by Interiority. The Principal Adept was played by Faye Roberts. Acaster Selvage was played by Reese Lawton. Adarin Tanner was played by Leanne Egan. And for Fishercliff was played by Daisy McNamara, with additional voices by Diego Herrera, Tal Manier, J.E. Haywood, and Tanya Miliovich. Our writer, composer, and sound designer was Lou Sutcliffe. Our producer and dialogue editor was Daisy McNamara. Script editing was by Kale Brown and Pacific S. Obadiah. Our sensitivity consultant was Sarah Clark. Our fisheries consultant was Carolina W. Our theme for this episode, The Storm Calls Lullaby, was written by Lou Sutcliffe. The Anguilliform Chorus was Ray Longberg, David Ault, Derek Balin, Daisy McNamara, Elijah Harper, Diego Herrera, and Lou Sutcliffe. We'd like to give a special thanks to Ash Seguente, the spinners of the Sit and Spin server, Percival Shaw, Kale Brown, and Pacific S. Obadiah for their help in making this show possible. And of course, we want to thank all of you. You, the listeners, are what motivate us to keep making just the most horrible fish sounds we can imagine, and we're glad you enjoy them as much as we do. If you have a question for our casting crew, submissions for our Q&A are open until December 19th. Ehlers Choice will return when it's good and ready. We won't be completely quiet during our season break, but if you want to get the most frequent updates, follow us on our socials at Ehlers Choice. I am and remain your notably esteemed eel enthusiast, Daisy McNamara, signing off. Hi all, it's Daisy. This week, I'd like to tell you about the Cellar Letters. The Cellar Letters is a bi-weekly found audio horror podcast. After a series of traumatic events, Nate and his dog Bella move across country to the East Coast. Nate documents the whole process as he seeks to try something new and have a fresh start. The new house appears perfect. Huge, loads of room, a yard for Bella to run in, and the rent is unbelievably low. 
but there's something not quite right. The house feels off. Soon after moving in, Nate discovers a room filled with letters describing strange occurrences and supernatural events. Who wrote the letters? And why are they all stored in the cellar? Join Nate and his dog as they try and solve the mystery. You can check out the style letters on all good podcatchers. One last thing before we go. Euler's Choice now has a Kofi. So if you want to support us and keep us able to do what we do, you can find that linked on our website and in the show notes. <laughs>